God dang, I look good. I make sure we're recording. I got plenty of batteries. This bitch doesn't shut off. All right. What's going on, Sports Focus Nation? We're back with episode two of Drew and Maul versus the Internet. So we had a successful week one. We went through about 20-ish questions and took us about two hours. So this time, I promise it's not going to take that long. We've condensed it, and we're going to have a little timer of about three minutes per question. That way, we don't go on these rambling sprees. But nonetheless, we've got a fresh 15 or so questions this week. I'm joined, as always, with my partner in crime, Jay Cotta. How you doing, brother? What it do, baby? I'm good, dog. I'm excited for episode two, man. As you can see, Jamal had other priorities. He's got a four loco and an eleven fifteen dinner. Listen, I be sponsoring people, all right? I, y'all know me. I stay eating. I got my chickens, okay? Chicken casserole today. They got my alcohol. Just a normal day in paradise, baby. I say that's just a normal Thursday night for us. <laughs> nonetheless, we're going to jump right into it. So we're going to hit it out. And the first one we have... This one was sent in by one of my friends in Knoxville. It is, would you rather women be career-driven or just be along for the ride? Oh. You want to start this one off or you want me? I can start this one. Okay. So I'd rather about my, my woman be you know, career-driven. Because you know, everybody always says uh, you, you, you're made out to be who you're surrounded by, you know? And so I feel like I would get complacent if I just had somebody that was just, you know, riding along. And also, like, I want our lives, like, separated. You know, it, uh, I have my dreams and career goals. I want her to have her dreams and career goals, and I want us both to pursue it and both be successful in it. You know, iron sharpens iron. So, shoot, if we both been successful, that beats one person being successful. Feel me? And that means more money. More money. Just kidding. That's not the that's not the goal. That's the goal. But no, I think that one's honestly, I think that one's pretty easy to answer. I don't think that one takes a lot of detail or a lot of explicit talk. It just I mean, I think guys should want a girl that's not going to be attached to the hip and just piggyback off the guy's success. At least for me and you, like that's not attractive. Like I want the yeah. girl to enjoy whether she's a teacher, whether she's a I, I mean, I don't give a shit. Whatever she is, like, have your mindset towards something. Like, I don't know. I think it's attractive. You know, like they're passionate about something and they're they're willing to work toward it and not just go after their MRS degree. I feel like if a guy wants you alone to ride, you know that that's that raises brows already because I feel like that's a sign of him wanting to control you. You know, that way they can always throw it in your face. I make the money. You got to do this and that. You know, so hey, be independent. Hostage. Yeah, man. Do your own thing, shawty. Well, good. Glad we agree on that one. Quick and easy. See, we got an easy one to start it off with. We're doing good. All right. Next one we got, number 27. Why do guys only like girls that are mean to them and not nice? So I'll let you have that one. I don't know, bro. I I don't (laughs) – I don't know how to answer this one. Like, if I'm hitting on a girl at a bar and she's mean – to me, it's like, all right, cool. Bye. 
I'm not if I'm, hit, to that. if I'm hitting on her and she's mean, I'm gonna be hitting her. That's it. Oh, it's go time. Boom! Hit him with that falcon punch. Bro, one, two, go. Uh, it's like that video you got on your phone of uh me and Will, and I'm doing like the Super Saiyan. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, Super Andrew. <laughs> I'm gonna do that if she starts getting mean to me. Bro, for real. Hey, nah, girls, look, most guys. They they don't like mean girls. It's not anything attractive, you know. It's not cool at all, you know. And it goes both ways, guys or girls. Hey, just be nice. Just be nice. Treat others like you want to be treated. And this oh. is not. I'm a middle school teacher. Father Carter. Father Carter with that Carter wisdom, baby. <laughs> Hashtag. <it. laughs> no, I agree. I don't know why. Uh... Like, I mean, we're not going to say the names of the people who asked these, but for this particular girl, like, if the girl's mean, why would the guy want to keep pursuing that? Unless the guy sees that as like a challenge, like, okay, this bitch is being mean. That's just going to, you know, not like attract me more, but it's like, okay, I'm going to try to get with her because it's, it's a game now versus a girl that's like nice, gets a drink with you, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. It just seems like it's common sense. That's what's lacking in America these days, buddy. <laughs> Touche. How much food are you eating? Bro, I just got done working out. <laughs> I can't get these games, get bro. Chicken, eggs, four locos, <laughs> peanut butter by the scoop. I try to look like you. <laughs> Come on. <bro. sighs> hey, Beach Bod, what is it? White Boy Summer? Wasn't that the... White. What was Damn, that? Damn, it can't be a Black Boy Summer? No, what's that dude... On social media, it happened like two weeks ago. He's like some celebrity's son, you know, and he was saying white boy summer. I don't know. Oh, oh my God. I don't do social media. I only got Pinterest. Everybody follow me at jcotta 23 <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Oh, All I right. just remembered it. Tom the- Hanks' son. That's who it was. Oh, why you Chet. Chet Hanks was like White Boy Summer. I don't know where I was going. Oh, it's White Boy Summer. Got a gut check. I ain't seen that one. I'll have to look it up. Oh, actually, it's a good thing you can't above. see my gut right now. I feel that. I feel that. Yeah, my camera's not far back enough, but uh, moving right, All right along. Next question. The famous question, the one that everybody wants to hear about. What really happened on the Vegas trip? Six people asked this question, bro. <laughs> Six uh, people. I think if many more heard about it, they all ask about it. So we're going to give you the the brief detail version. Kind of the, what, PG-13 version of it? Mm, I'd say if there was an in-between PG-13 and R. <laughs> that's the version I would tell. <laughs> All right, I'll let you start it off. We'll just piggyback off each other. Me? You're the one that you know the story better than anybody. Oh, I, I know. Well, actually, I guess I know it just as well because you and I were the only ones. That... We were the only ones that survived it, bro. <laughs> that is okay. I, I'll I'll give a little synopsis and then I'll let you take over once we get there. Can you still hear me? Oh, I can't hear you. Can't hear me? Oh, now I can. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. My bad. You were just far. Um, no, so we were, I don't even know where we're staying. I think it's the MGM grand. 
It is the MGM. And we had two suites by each other that connected. We had seven or eight of us, all the boys. We wake up that morning after a night of going out, getting drunk. And it's like 10, 11 a.m. It's the weekend of the SEC championship game. And your ass is cooking that morning. <laughs> I forgot about that. Jalen got the video. <laughs> so we start out, and I'm going to post all these videos and all the pictures as we're talking about this, too. So the people that are watching on YouTube can actually see what we're talking about. So you're cooking eggs. No, you're cooking bacon. Bacon. But your yeah. ass but, uh, time burns out. that. What? How can you bro, time out already? Time out, bro. Because you got the story wrong already. Because Okay, first off. Okay. I well. told everybody. First off, y'all, everybody started cooking without me. Okay. So I get I, I get into the kitchen like, hey, y'all already ate everything? Like, damn. And I was like, oh, does anybody want to make me some bacon? Y'all was like, no, nah, fix your own bacon. You woke up like, bye, bye, bye. So you know how I am. All right, bet. So I did. I about set this motherfucker on fire. <laughs> Smoke alarm started going. And so, bro, this is the part where I knew I couldn't trust y'all fools. Dude, the fire marshal guy comes up there. Multiples. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Multiple <laughs> people knock at the door. <laughs> it looks like we're having a rave. There's so much smoke in there. We've got the balconies open. Every bitch in Everything there. Everything is open. <laughs> Yeah, you cannot air it out, bro. Cannot air it out. <laughs> so the smoke is literally covering the room. Fire marshals come in there. Hey, hey, everything good? And you know, tell them the story. And they're like, "Who's responsible for this?" Not none of y'all had my back. We Everybody threw you under points. the bus oh. in a heartbeat. I was like, oh, I could, I would have made up something, bro. I would have been a nigga set the place on fire and jumped off the balcony or something, bro. Nah, it was so six on one. Y'all niggas exposed the hell out of me, dog. And that was just the beginning of <laughs> that the day. <laughs> that was like 10 a.m. The fire marshals leave. We suspend you of your cooking duties. And we start putting start on a uh, workout. A workout. Yeah. Well, Jalen is eating gummy bears by the handful. And I was like, Psh, I can't be eating all that sugar, bro. And so I'm sitting there in the corner. Sorry, I'm cranking out push-ups like it's my last day in the gym. And Jalen's got a video of him eating. And then I think you're singing in the background and I'm in the corner cranking him <laughs> up by like the hundred. And uh, somebody is we'll like some vascular some pills. pills. Yeah. Some somebody had some pills that just drive you see out. My bangs. Yeah. I'm about to say like, honestly, that's probably what really fucked us. I bet you that's what it is. It could, maybe it was like, it was almost like we were taking blood pressure medicine. Yeah, and death, death pill. So we racked up taking those and it's like 10, 45, 11 by now. And we're all sitting there thinking we're going to be jacked and all vascularity and blah, blah, blah. And so then we start walking down to the MGM or the, uh, into wet Republic is the club. Yep, and so when I wasn't normal. we get to bypass all the line feeling like some VIPs. We're waiting some special line. And all we know is we have a booth. We don't know what that means. And I remember sitting in line. I've got my nice little backpack on. I got my little short shorts. Not knowing. Didn't even more. take your backpack in, bro. And you know me. I take my backpack everywhere, bro. Yeah, they had that bitch forded up like Fort Knox. But we made it through. And I remember it was this. It was like a movie, bro. We walked out <laughs> through that security gate, and it was just like walls of people, <laughs> elevated surfaces, a massive pool, and so we're getting escorted by like some security, security somebody yeah, yeah. ever i felt like all eyes in that whole whatever you want to call it we're just on all of us 
four white boys and these two big ass black guys walking towards the front. So we get a booth like pretty much front and center and it's elevated like probably like three feet off the ground from where the pool is. So if you're sitting on the table or the chair, you can look out and like you're looking down at people. At the pool. Yeah. And so immediately we, I mean, we were douchebags, but like, we felt like we were Kings. Like we were running this bitch and then right by the DJ, right by the dance floor. And then I'm gonna let and you take over here in a minute. We literally called it. We said, <laughs> Lucas was like, hey, we in the booth. And Matt was like, yeah, man, if I just calm down, all the girls are gonna start coming over. Bro, no shit. <laughs> Everybody started coming over once they seen like we was getting hyped. We weren't in that bitch 15 seconds and people started no. migrating to us like a magnet. And then that tall ass model chick walks over and she's our waitress. And she's like, all right, what'll it be, boys? Let's get you started. And she pours us all a little shot and we do a cute little toast. And then who was it that was like, can we pour our own drinks? So, we're like, okay, we're okay. like, we don't want you. <laughs> so this is when shit went south. We took our first shot. You know, we're all having fun. It's great. Then Jalen and Will. I'm pretty sure it's Jalen and Will. Honestly, it could have been Jalen and you. It was one of y'all two. So one of y'all was like, hey, so can we like pour our own drinks and stuff? She's like, oh yeah, make yourself at home. You know, this is you. This is all yours. And I was like, in my mind, I'm thinking, I know how we are, you know, but no guidance. <laughs> we are reckless. That game over. So literally everybody's pouring shots. Goo, goo, goo. And I remember the last shot we took a cheer on. I want to say I looked at you. You was beside me. We're standing on top of the booth. And I looked at you. I was like, Drew, literally, I'll give us 15 minutes. <laughs> the over and under. <laughs> over and under 15. <laughs> I will give us 15 minutes. <laughs> and this whole day changes, bro. <laughs> it, it, we're toasted. So, literally, we take a shot. We didn't make it to freaking 10 minutes. All right. We, like, all of a sudden, Will, I have a video. Will is dancing, you know, doing his dance. And you only know, like, Will dance like that when he's drunk. Yeah, right? yeah, he does. Yeah. <laughs> Lucas gets showered by uh, champagne uh, that's right, for, his, for his birthday. birthday. Yep. Mac is over here with two shawties just going to town. I'm just like, the hell? <laughs> Jalen starts his robot Terry Crews dance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my <And> a- <laughs> Somebody's got a video. He's, like, sitting there feeling himself. Just- <laughs> I was like, what? And then, bro, this time I knew you was messed up. So I got video, uh, my favorite video of Drew. This man, so a little bit after that, we go into the pool. And, bro, Drew normally, you know, calm, reserved, social and everything, bro. I don't dance. My man, my man got in that pool, and he started going ham. He said, yo, 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 yo. <laughs> and then you did the step back. Step jump back jumper. Bro, he was like, when you start the jumper, though, you said, that's how you know I was fucked up. I don't What's... dance. I don't do jumpers. But that video is iconic that you got. Dude, I swear, when, when I'm drunk, you know, my laugh is, like, really high pitch and stuff. Like, I'm doing nothing but laughing in all these videos. Y'all! Y'all! <laughs> y'all! Like, so, long story short, all of a sudden, I swear to God, we didn't make it two hours. We started dropping, like, flies, right? Yeah, it was Final uh, Destination. Yeah, like Lucas. We, we kept getting picked off one by one. 
Lucas disappeared out of nowhere. Like this nigga was with us. Hey, you forgetting the tater tot story? Oh, hang on. You you tell that one because I remember the tots being served to us, but I don't remember. I remember you were doing a Snapchat, and it's like one of the last things I truly remember is that I'm taking a pull, and it's not like a normal just like glug glug. Like for some reason, <laughs> that goose went down like water, bro. Bro, that's what we had. We had some of that great goose, baby. I took hey. the longest pull I've taken in 27 years. Like that pull was probably like seven or eight seconds. That boy. And I remember when I was after I took that, I was like, see you tomorrow. And then there's another video of like you panning around and I'm squaring up with some guy with my chin on his face getting in an argument about God knows what. And then the tater tot, that's what pissed me off, bro. We ordered a $1,500 plate of tater tots. Dude, every time Will and I talk about this, we cry laughing. You you know why we did that, right? Hell no. I don't know who ordered it. Bro, no. (laughs) Someone was sitting on the booth. The people behind us had the boats of tater tots. And we looked and Will's like, the hell like all of a sudden we all got hungry as fuck like in our minds <laughs> basically right. i don't think we was hungry but in our minds <laughs> we saw a it was like a pirate ship that it was a massive like it took four people to carry this big ass pirate ship oh, of fifteen hundred dollars worth of i mean that was probably shit 45 pounds of tater tots but i didn't eat a damn one in fact i don't even remember them getting there because I thought yeah, we I wasted say, I money on them. Or they I, sent I it to the wrong table either. or something. They probably did that. Either that or somebody freaking munched on the mug, bro. <laughs> they just placed <laughs> it down and somebody just started eating. That's all I remember from the tater tot is we missed out on a pirate ship. It's probably right, anyway, girls. Keep, keep, keep going. Okay. So, right. uh, we so getting yeah, everybody's one dropping. One. Dropping one by one. Lucas is out. And then we're like, oh. Cause I feel like you know, like Jalen's my roommate, so so I was like, you know, he he my partner. So I look around, I'm like, where's Jay at, man? Someone's like, oh, he went to the bathroom. I was like, oh, okay. So I go to the bathroom, go check on him, cause I knew you know he, he was messed up. I go in there, this nigga is slumped on the sink, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I guess somebody already told security. Well, by the time I got in there, security literally right behind me, and they're like, hey, he's gotta go. I'm like, no, nah. I said, he's good. It was like, he's good. Look bro. at him. They're like, bro, he's, he's slump. I said, no, he's not. I said, he's putting water on his face. So <laughs> I, I turned the sink on. I said, I said psh, psh, <laughs> splash of water on him. I said, see, he's good. He's like, bro. It was like the last. <laughs> it was like holy water on him. Bro, I tried. I tried. And this man treated like it was life or death, man. He said, bro, he grabbed me. He said, bro, it's okay. I'll go. I'm like, no! <laughs> and it was game over for Jay. It was game over. So somehow, this dude gets wheelchair back up to the hotel. Um, I think old old girl, uh, can't remember her name. Um, uh, okay, yeah. will talk to. You know what I'm talking about? Mm, uh, I won't say her name, but I know it starts. Yeah, okay, with, starts with an N. So yeah. yeah. She wheelchair Jay back up and everything. Lucas is gone. Mac is no, just you know like where everybody. Lucas went. Lucas didn't just go somewhere. He went to the hospital, and nobody knew he went to the hospital. We he did disappeared, not know. and then that 
whoever our, our waitress was came up to me and was like, hey, they just took Luke. We need a deposit for his medical bill. I said, what? No, Luke's right here. And he was nowhere. MIA, bro. So I remember I had to pay a $300 medical fee because they had to take his house out, took him to the hospital because he was the first one to go. And yes. then I think it was Jalen. They and they him what, What's so shitty about it is that Jalen was worse off than Lucas was. <laughs> yeah. And they didn't send Jalen to the hospital. They just sent him back to the, <laughs> back hotel. To the room. So I think that was like the only two people who actually left, but all those were scattered. Finally, we gathered we're like, bro, we're missing like two, two people. Like, you know, let's go to the room and gather like something because we're we're done so like, we're all done so we are seeing everything upside down yeah will so, was gone too he and the chick so to, back up there that's right that's it, right because he was the third mac, one to mac, get picked off mac left too didn't he with the other shawty it may have so it was you me and eric will's brother eric that that was it that was it that was yeah, it yeah. it was like a scene out of an apocalypse <laughs> like every time i blinked somebody was gone gone and that just looking around, it's like, okay, there's just more. Like, I I thought I was taking quaaludes, dude. I couldn't speak. And then I remember getting you and getting drinking. Eric. Yeah. And then we tried to stumble our way back up to whatever sweets we had. I only made it up there. And, like, everything would happen like this. Me, Andrew, we're in the same bed, sleep. Eric was in another bed asleep. Everyone else is on the other side of the room sleeping in their bed and stuff. So what me and Andrew wake up to, we, we, we basically woke up at the same time, is our boy Eric is leaning over his bed, dry heaving like no other. I'm talking about, it sounded like he was having an exorcism, bro. Like he had, I think he was partially antichrist, and he just threw all of it out. There was some kind of demon in him that day, and I don't know how long it had been in him, but I've never <laughs> heard a human being make those noises before. And I've been around a lot of drunk guys and a lot of drunk girls. That was bro. the noise coming out of that man's body. And me and Andrew like position. The fetal bro, he was like over baby. the side of the bed. <laughs> me and Andrew like literally like looking at each other and we're like. Eric, you good, bro? Uh, <laughs> just like I can't even reenact it, bro. Bro, so it come to figure out, Eric was dry heaving so bad, he, his uh, his eye was red oh, the shit. next day because he blushed. He busted a blood vessel. I forgot about that, bro. Like busted the whole thing, man. Like his whole eye was like this. I'm like this can, dog. It was crazy. Yeah, it looked like so, someone just squeezed his so, uh, neck and his eyeball went. Yeah, just pop. Yeah. <laughs> so me and me and Drew were like, bro, we gotta do something. We can't be on this. So me and him were up and we get um uh, we dress up a little bit, put on our gambling clothes on. We go down, we start gambling. Me and Andrew, like we love playing the roulette table. We love the table. So, you know, we're doing our thing. The day before, like I won good. I was on a good streak, I almost won like five hundred dollars. And uh, that, that was my goal. I'm like, hey, if I get 500, I'm done, though. It's my first time gambling. First time in Vegas, 500. That's a win-win. That yeah, you pay for a good bit of the trip. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so we start, you know, I'm having fun and everything. I mean, Andrew was like, hey, let's make a bet or a deal. 
whatever color I put now, you put down the opposite. All right, bet that's cool. You know, Good I mean, it's a game of chance. I have no <clears throat> up on you. It's either red, it's black, exactly. or it's green. So it's like forty-eight percent, forty-eight percent chance, and a four percent chance. Y'all, and we had the you know uh, nice little Chinese lady who was who was working beautiful lady, and so we we start doing we start going. But Andrew wins like two in a row. I'm like, this is just my luck. It's cool. I'll trick him. I'll put down what he puts down. Well, I did. He switches it. He wins again. Like, you mall trucker. So, kept going after a while. Well, Andrew's up to like six wins in a row. So, stay with me, everybody, all right? Six wins for him means six losses for me. Okay? So, and we're not betting like. I'm, I'm kind of getting hot. dollars. We're betting yeah, $50, hands. Yeah. Because we're on the high stakes, bro. Like, it's, like we lose. I'm losing big. And I'm winning so, big. <laughs> <laughs> so, he gets up to, like, eight times in a row. And now, like, I'm starting, like, if y'all know me, like, I, I, I hate losing. I'm starting to get pissed off. Like, I'm cussing. You know, I'm hitting the table. And everything. You're very yeah, that's about pissed to flip off. this shit, you're mad at me. You're mad at poor Kim Soo Young, the lady that's just spinning, who had nothing to do with it. You were losing your mind, which rightfully so. Statistically, I, it's impossible to get eight in a row. Not impossible. It's like less than one percent. Eight. Yes. So and here's what got me done yet, dude. The next time, he wins the ninth one. Okay, I'm like furious. Like I'm dead. I'm about to punch a hole through this whole freaking state, dude. <laughs> Oh, Kim Sung Young starts going, ah, you lose again. He starts I was like, calling your ass out. Bro, if you don't stop talking, talking to me, girl. <laughs> so, Drew ends up winning. It was either 11 or 13 times in a row. And when we got back to the crib that, uh, that, that night, we looked it up. There is literally, you have a bigger percent chance of winning the lottery than you do winning 11 or 13 times on the table. I, yeah, I remember like, Mac calculated yeah. what the odds were. And it was like, it's like you said, it was like winning the lottery once and then getting struck by lightning the day after. Like something <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> All from just red, black. Literally, it was whatever you did, I did the opposite. And I you know racked up like $1,400 on roulette. Honestly, I don't know if that's you having good luck or if that's just me having bad luck. Story of my life, dude. Uh, I'd say but, it's got to be a little bit of both because my luck – yeah, facts. I mean, I end up losing the majority. Feeding of off each other. Yeah. That so, yeah, so, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, I, uh, after all that, that's when we get a phone call. And it's like, off the, what? Ain't no off like a Canadian number? Yeah, we had no and, idea what the uh, area code was. Yeah, because try to call me. I don't think I answered. Then they call you. And it was Lucas. Like, what the freak? Lucas is calling. No, 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 no. What it was. He, uh, one of the workers was a black lady. She DM'd me. And she's like, hey, we got your friend and everything. That's and, right. And I messaged her back. And that's how he was able to call. That's right. Now, he called us through that. But he got a ride back <laughs> to the hotel with the Canadian dude. That you know, he met in the hospital. You know, no idea who these here. guys were. I wish we had more videos or pictures. I know, I'll, bro. I'll have to get Luke. I'm sure he took a selfie or something. Dude. No, he did. 
There's a video of him riding in the back seat in the car. Somebody yo. else was filming him, and Luke's like hanging out the window, spitting chicks with somebody. Yo. And it's just like four random Canadian guys, and they dropped him back off the MGM. And, and then, I think the Canadian dude, like, they was there, like maybe like on like a bachelor's party or something. I think that's what Lucas said. And like something happened, like they ended up like losing money because of the hospital bill and everything. And like the wife was hot. Which she deserves to, rightfully you know? so. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, man. And like after that, when Lucas got back, it's kind of when everybody started like regenerating a little bit. And well, you and uh, I were already at the table, and then they all came down at like two in the morning. Yeah, and we're like, bro, we've been at the tables like five and a half hours. Where the fuck have y'all been? Me, and you, we kept that whole bro. We stayed on the tables though. Yeah, yeah. There's a video of us staying out there till like three forty-five. Like, yeah. <laughs> Oh shoot! Damn, but yeah, yeah. that's a that's the majority of, <clears throat> of the story. That that's really the main. And that's PG thirteen. That, take that P- back. See, it wasn't that bad. We did. We good. left off. We do think we got drugged, but because there's no way you get seven guys blackout drunk off two bottles of goose. Yeah, and a couple tater tots. And tater tots. It had to be tater tots. I don't know. It was still mister, but there's there's a lot more to that story that. Maybe one All right, day we'll so, share, but hey, so that is I know we went over three minutes. Oh, shit, that, bro, we that, just did like 14 minutes. Bro, that, that question deserves it. That question deserves it. Yeah, and that we just covered like 15% of that trip. Yeah, yeah. Like but y'all we'll, we'll y'all leave it at that. <clears throat> we'll cover more of that story. I'm sure it'll get brought up down the line. But all right, let's jump to our next one here. Okay, so your favorite date party story. All right. I'm going to let you answer that because I was never in a fraternity or anything. So you you are the mastermind of it. So you take this away. Bro. For my fraternity days. Yeah, dude, date parties were the shit. Like twice a week, you'd get dressed up in some ridiculous costume with some girl you either didn't know or you're trying to get to know or, you know, one of your friends and you just want to have a good time with. And you go to the fraternity house and you go to a bar and you just get drunk and you have a good time on a Tuesday night and then try to go to class Wednesday. And so we had dozens and dozens over my, my career at UT, but my favorite one, the theme was barbarians and librarians. Okay. So you like that little rhyme? I, I'll about to say that's straight bars right there. Dog. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we, the girl I took was a freshman. I was a sophomore and she was, I was an RA and she was dating one of the guys on my floor. And so the first semester, she was always up there. And then the second semester, he drops out. But she still kept coming up to UT a lot from chat. And yeah. uh, so I just asked her one day when I saw her, I was like, hey, we got a date party this week. You want to go with us? Or you want to go with me? And she's like, yeah, yeah, sure. Like, I'm single now, blah, blah, blah. And uh, dude, this girl was a dime. And when I, I was, what, 19, 20, however old a sophomore is? Young grasshopper. Bro, I couldn't talk to girls. I couldn't look at girls like this girl was like the Jennifer Aniston. She was so freaking cute. And uh, so she drives up, I think it was on a Thursday night. It was a date party. So she drives up Thursday with all of her friends. Cause a lot of her friends were dating guys in SIG M. And so she, she meets me out. We go pregame at the fraternity house. We have a good time. Um, I'm going to post a picture on here and I'm going to blur out her face so you can see it. But I mean, I am 50 shades of fucked up in this picture and just because I was like, I got to get drunk to talk to this girl. She's way out of my league. 
and I think ironically, she's a nurse in Chattanooga now. Um, but nonetheless, so we go to the Not date a party. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we go to the date party. We're twenty and nineteen, something like that. So we can't get into bars. So we just go get trashed at a, a fraternity party. And dude, I am horrible, even to this day, closing with girls, like bringing g- girls home from a bar or like trying to go back to their place. I, I can do the first 90 That is not, yeah. But when it gets to that last bit, I just can't. And <laughs> when I say I was struggling, dude, I was terrified to get this girl to come home with me. And bro, I wasn't even trying to sleep with her. I was just like, I got to get her back home. I was like, that's yeah, what, just that's over. I was like, let's, let's, I, honestly, I was like, let's just snuggle. Let's just, let me be big spoon. Let me get a good cuddle. And I'm going to hit biology in the morning. And uh, so we're walking through the fort. We go back to Hess where I was an RA and we're walking through the front doors. And there was like 15, 20 residents and RAs at the front desk, just chilling at like 1230 on a Thursday. And dude, I stumble in. I couldn't even formulate a sentence. My date's got her shirt like, down to here she's wearing this short ass skirt and i'm just walking by like this just ultra douche just like mm, what's up just so, just so douchey bro so we go upstairs and like i said this girl's out of my league and i remember walking in the bathroom i'm like getting water on my face trying to sober up and as i'm doing that i'm like hey do you want some sweatpants or like a tank top like some shacker clothes and bro i remember i turn around and this chick's already drop dead like bra and panties and i'm just like oh whoa (laughs) that was the first time i'd ever seen like a girl wearing panties just wearing panties and a bra like it was just like it was so strange you just like randomly was staying you got confidence but again i'm like 19 or 20 anyway so we get we get in bed we make out for a little bit um I was a gentleman. I didn't do anything. I wasn't trying to like force myself to do anything. We made out. And then bro, she gets a phone call, but I'm not gonna lie in the back of my head. Of course, I'm trying to smash like this girl is beautiful. She gets a phone call and it's one of her friends saying her boyfriend, her got in an argument. She's like, Hey, I got to go downstairs because she's downstairs crying. I'm like, okay, yeah, whatever. So I'm laying there and she's like, stay up and wait for me to get back. I'm like, Oh, Okay, what's, like this, what's this going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And bro, my dumbass passes out. I pass out and she comes back in. I don't know how late it was, but she eventually comes back in, gets in bed. And then the next morning, bro, I am the worst when it comes to oversleeping. You could run a vacuum cleaner in my room and I won't wake up. This bitch gets out of bed, writes me a note on my, uh, my calendar and then leaves. Doesn't wake me up at all. And so I wake up at like 8.30 when my alarm goes off for class because she had to go back to chat. And I look at the note and it's just like, next time stay awake, who knows what could have happened with a little smiley face. And bro, I lost it. I I don't know if she was just (laughs) fucking with me or who knows what was going to happen. But bro, when I say I was livid, yeah, that's what the who knows was for. Oh, (laughs) God, I was livid. I was so mad at myself. And I hit her. I sent her a text later that day. I was like, hey, thanks again. Like, it was great to see you. I hope you had a good time. I didn't get a text. I didn't get a phone call. We didn't speak the rest of the year, the rest of my junior year or senior year. And then graduation weekend or a weekend after she came up 
we end up hooking up that weekend. Yes. So I got three yes. years later. It finally came <laughs> back around, but that was my favorite date party just because I'm just straight up awkward when it comes to girls. Hey, for all you young folks out there, that's just listening. Patience. Patience. Patience is a virtue. Yes, sir. That's a good story. That, that's, that's really good. I like that. Like, it wasn't anything crazy. Like, we didn't hook up. I didn't puke everywhere. Yeah. No crazy shit happened. It was just, it's one of my favorites because it was like, this girl was unobtainable to me. And I was like, you know what? At least we made out. That's getting there. That is, hey, that's a big step, especially sophomore year. Yeah, I just had to wait three years. Right, but, was it worth it? Uh, I don't honestly, I don't even remember. I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't like hammered. I'm not trying to be like, oh yeah, I get with so many girls, but it was, I, a, I, it was 2016 or something. Yeah, I, I don't remember. But all right, moving right along. So this next question, ironically, I cannot attest to. So we're talking about relationships and type one diabetes. And so how those go hand in hand. And so the person that asked this, I'm assuming is a diabetic. Um, and I can't answer this question. I'm not dating anybody, nor am I a diabetic. So Jamal, the floor is hundred percent yours with this one. I'm not either. Ah, yeah. All right. Moving I, on. I got rid of my diabetes. You know, I sold them. That's right. I forgot you didn't want them anymore. Nope, that's it. Got tired of paying that much for insulin? Yeah. Damn, shit expensive. Nah, but I... So, yeah, you know, I've been diabetic since eighth grade year. Uh, King Diabeto right here. Yes, sir. Um, Now, as a person who asked this question, uh, you know, it's crazy because, like, confidence has never been, like, a a big problem for me. Um... You know, same as my diabetes, uh, my problem with diabetes is just my stubbornness. You know, I don't ever want to slow down and stuff. Like, I mean, I still got, I don't use a lot of things as crutch. And so a lot of my, like, closest friends and people I work with now, stuff like, they do not know that I'm a diabetic. And um, it's just because it's not something I just go out and be like, hey, you know, I'm a diabetic. Nice to meet you. Conversation you know? starter, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So... What I'm trying to say with this, like, diabetes is just like an, it's another, you know, ugly disease. Um, you know, there's no cure or anything for it. You can control it and stuff. But it's it's like anything else, you know, that's out of your hand. Um, so when it comes to relationship, like, if it's somebody, you know, you're going to be real serious with, you know, want to go out with, have a true relationship – yeah, I think it's important that you talk about it because that's somebody who's going to be with you all the time. You know, they uh, they know they need to know the ins and out of you the same as you need to know the ins and out of them. Uh, if they don't accept you for that, or if you know they they make that as an excuse for something, hey, they're they're not the right one. You know, um, we all have flaws and we all have our our positives and stuff that we bring to the table. Um, I mean, diabetes is really not even a flaw, in my opinion. I mean, yeah, it's a crippling thing, but um, if you make it one, but it can also be something that will benefit you, you know, in your life. Uh, you can make a lot of difference. Um, like, I don't know, especially today, today's time, I think it's more uh, common uh, to have diabetes. And I mean, Drew, you can 
tell me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure, you know, like statistics says that, like, you know, it's kind of increasing. Um, that and obesity, which can run into each other. Um, but it's increasing every day. It's not uncommon to have a friend um, that has diabetes. So I think people are starting to become more aware about it, more um, educational about it, and more accepting, you know. It's uh, not something that kind of wears people out. What's funny is the thing that wears people out about diabetes is really the needles. Uh, yeah, like, shots. You know, yeah, like my roommate Jalen, like even though I've been diabetic since I've you know been diagnosed with it, but <laughs> my man, I was quick funny story, you know, my, my blood sugar is like dropping one day. I'm talking about 20s. And I told him, like, I wake up, you know, middle of the night, three or four o'clock, this man playing Xbox. It was in college. I said, yo, Jay, you might have to give me my shot, bro, if I pass out. He said, there ain't no way in hell, Jay. Hell, he, said, hell, he said, hell no. <laughs> I ain't doing it. Yeah, said, I could see him not wanting to do that at all. <laughs> he said, Bro, if I mess up, I could kill you. I was saying, I said, if you don't give it to me, I'm gonna die anyway. Yeah, I'm dead anyway. <laughs> I'm bro. dead. So give me a chance, bro. I don't care. I don't care if you mess up, man. Just give me a chance. But <laughs> nah, my, my my biggest advice if you are diabetic and get in a relationship, just be open, talk about it. Uh, you know, like Macy, she she's been really good uh with mom and like. I'm one of those, I'm, I'm an independent person. Uh, it has pros and it's cons. But she, you know, she cares so much that she wants to be able to see, you know, like my blood sugar. Because uh, there's an app and stuff that you can use now where it goes to my phone and her phone and stuff, just in case if anything. Oh, that's happens. cool. Yeah, it's really awesome. And, uh, you know, that's just how much she cares, you know, for me and, and my medical condition. So if somebody doesn't care for you like that, then they don't care at all, okay? So yeah, you should not be with somebody at all. I mean, that's plain and simple. If someone's not yeah. willing to assist you, if that's you know sticking yourself, or I don't, I, I feel like there's no human being that's gonna be like, hey, no, I can't date you, Jamal, because I don't know what diabetes is, nor do I yeah. want to keep up with it. And like there, there there's some people who who honestly like just get scared or shell shocked because. They don't know enough about it. So once you have that conversation, yeah, they're probably gonna be like, but just have a conversation with them, you know, like just just talk, teach them, and just put them in the comfort zone the same as our doctors put us in the comfort zone, you know? Yeah, I think um you I think you hit the nail on the head. You gotta be open about it. Like mm -hmm. you can't expect to date somebody and this conversation not come up. And I, I think in today's dating lifestyle, this is something that, you know, if I was in your shoes and I was going on a date, I would probably tell the girl on the first date, like, Hey, if you know, I'm a diabetic or if we're going out and something happens, like, I don't know. I just, I, I know bad things can happen. Um, you know, through oh. you, I know a dozen people that are type one or type two. Um, there's just too many negative consequences that can come when all you need to do is have a conversation with the boys or with the girlfriend, or if you're dating somebody of just like, this is easily preventable, just, you know, if X happens, then Y. Dude, funny story with like no detail. Okay. Well, I don't care if you laugh because I laugh out all the time. Bro, back when I in high school, I was dating this girl. 
And, uh, you know, like she knew about me having diabetes and stuff. But, I mean, we both, like, you know, when your blood sugar drops, I mean, it can mess up your body in many, many ways, okay? Mm-hmm. So, I didn't know what all I can do, bro. So, we out on a date. You know, we eat ice cream in the truck and everything. Nice little romantic date. And, bro, I, like, bro, I'm still a virgin at this time, right? I get the balls. I'm like, hey. You still are today, though, aren't you? Yeah, man. You know? Yeah. Till just, make, just making sure. Okay. <laughs> so I was like, all right. I was like, hey, it's going to be tonight. So, bro, little did I know my blood sugar was dropping, bro. When I made the move, my man slept me down, dude. He yeah. Said, and, like, I was like, this is awkward. But, I mean, the best way, like, that's why me and you're on here because we won't make nothing awkward, man. Like, you just got to talk. And like, I, I know, like, us as people think we're. Uh, hello? Whoa, that was weird. You cut out for like six, seven seconds. Yeah. Can you hear me now? Yeah, you're good now. I lost you. You were like, yeah, bro. Like everything just like turned off all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Well, I was saying like, you know, us as people think we're the only ones going through it, you know, anything, which we're not. You know, there's a lot of people like us out there. The best way to to squash any problem or doubt or hesitation is literally just be open and talk about it. Whatever happens, happens. Whether you do good or bad, you're going to be made fun of. You're going to be like, you're going to be hated. It don't matter, you know? So just just do what you do. Live the live, live life the fullest, you know? Yeah, be open about it. That's how our group is. That's how you and I are. We make fun of each other all the time for random shit. Dude, it's hilarious. I love it. Yeah, the closer you are, the more you make fun of people. All right, on to the next. <laughs> right. I'll let you have this one first. Would you have sex? With the girl of your dreams, but she holds a press conference afterwards. 100% yes. So, my dream girl, I I know her already. My dream girl's not like Jennifer Aniston or uh, Jennifer Lopez, Carmen Electra, uh, or Jennifer Lopez. Yeah, like. My, I, I already know my dream girl, bro. And so if you're telling me, hey, I can go sleep with that chick, but then she's got to go have a press conference in the bag, 100% I'm going to do it. Because when I first saw this question, I envisioned it as, <laughs> so like when the White House gives press conferences, they have this like fancy background, okay? They have mm-hmm. this nice podium, and they have like 17 speakers and microphones, you know, and there's all these people out in the audience. And I'm imagining, you know, we go get it on as soon as she's done, get cleaned up. She walks out behind the stage. <laughs> the, the two lights are shining down, getting ready for her to speak. And then you just hear this like deep angelic choir from the background. That's just like, Oh, and she walks up and she's just like, let's begin. 
And then people just start uh, firing uh, away at her. Like, yo, how long do you last? How big's this dick? Just, oh, dude, I would do it in a heartbeat. <laughs> I don't care if she slammed my ass. I'm confident in my abilities. Ask away, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that man thought long and heavy for that. <laughs> You've been holding that one in, boy. I did. I was working out and I was going through these. I was like, yo, that's going to be a good one. Oh shoot! What about well, you, man? Since I'm a virgin, I can only answer half of this question. Okay, mm-hmm. but here comes the echo effect. The girl of my dreams, Macy Matthews. I'm already living with her, baby. Oh yeah. So hey, if you want. Me to- <laughs> echo <laughs> oh <laughs> if you want me to answer this question i'm not i'm pleading the fifth because you can go ask matey i said matey <laughs> they don't sound like mike tyson <laughs> you, <laughs> you y'all can go ask matey y'all can hold a press conference and y'all can learn a little bit about molly mall's magic just know I'm a Scorpio. Next time I see Macy, I'll give her my own little press conference. Macy Matthews, uh, how big's Jamal's Jam- millimeter, Peter? Just enough where you can feel it. It's all right. You're a grower, not a shower. Oh, God. I get it. I, I'm a grower, not a shower, baby. Hey, aren't we all? <laughs> no. No, it's an unfair world. No, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving right along. Next up, number 36. Have you ever hooked up with a teacher in college or high school or post-college? You want to take the lead on this one? So, believe it or not, can you hear me or am I still... My connection. I don't, I don't know if it's raining or what. Yeah, I can hear you. You're just moving you super slow. Yeah. Yeah, we're good. My back normal. Okay. Oh, uh, you know, honestly, me as a student and as a teacher, I have not. Oh, yeah. You could see them you both know, ways. As a student. Mm. Exactly. You know, as a student, I'm a good kid. I can make my grades by just talking. You know, I ain't got to do all that extra naughty stuff. But as a teacher, I've had offers. I've had a lot of attacks happen to me. But I said, whoa, no, 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 not today, Satan. You are not going to take my job. You are not going to put my salary on jeopardy. No, sir. And then, so when I got Macy, uh, I made sure I threw her in that school. I'd be like, hey, this is Macy. This is my girl. And then they started backing away from me. I'm like, yes, Macy Satan is my savior in the school system. <laughs> <laughs> Satan went home to go mess with another sexy black man. Yeah, so, just the one that lives right down the hall. From hope, you. Hopefully yours is I, – I definitely feel like this is all you. What? I'm feeling some judgment. Yeah. 
you think I've gotten with a teacher? Okay, in high school, I did not know how to talk to girls. So that's an absolute no. Then college at UT. What? It could be the you know the, the the teacher's assistant or anything, bro. Mine was the TA. Yeah, I knew, I knew. Yeah, bro, my TA was a dime piece. I, I still, I remember this shit as if it was last Tuesday in lab. It was my kinesiology 480. It was like exercise of fizz my senior year. And the TA was a grad student. So I was like 22. She was 23, 24. And all year I'd been flirting with her. Just like casually like, hey, when are you going to go to a date party with me? Just being a douchebag. It's just like, yeah, come out with me. Come out with the boys. She never did. And then the summer after I graduated, I lived in the frat house and I guess that was like her year. She was done. I don't know what it was. Um, she texted me and was like, Hey, what are you doing? I was like, Oh, I'm over at the retreat pool playing volleyball with Xander and Mikey and the boys. Man, and yeah. she was like, all right, well, do you want to go to wing night tonight? Cause the Hill had 50 cent wings. I was like, yeah, yeah, we're headed there. I'm bringing Cooper and, uh, so I met her there. She was with all her little old friends and we went back to the bar and the magic was made all 13 seconds made. of it. And you got an A when the magic was made. Ooh, dropping bars I actually got a B in that class. Damn. <laughs> yeah. I still remember I was pissed off. That was the only B I got that semester. And it was from the class that I hooked up with the TA. Shouldn't hit it and quit it, man. You should just keep on hitting, cuz. Shit, it was too late. My grades were turned in weeks ago. Oh. <laughs> this was like June, bro. <laughs> oh, dang, my bad. <laughs> yeah, so that's, oh. my, that's mine. At, at Vanderbilt, all the teachers were like 95 years or above. Like, those that were so true. old. It was not worth it. And then. There's dust particles you're messing with there. Yeah. So, that's mine. One TA. All right. Uh, next question. Have you ever been thrown out of a bar? If yes, then why? I'll let you do this. No. You're not a fighter, though. I'm really not. I've been in groups. Like, if we all go out and someone starts, you know, messing with you or Will or Mac, like, yes, some of us start getting a little angry. Yeah. I was never, I would never go out looking for fights or get drunk to fight. So, I uh, I can say I never got kicked out of a bar for for fighting. No, I feel that this. I thought my answer was same as yours, and I almost forgot. There was one time, they the only time I ever been kicked out of a bar. Because normally I'm like you, you know, I don't like to fight. Uh, I'm normally the peacemaker. Like even if there is people fighting, you know, I help them separate, you know, fix conflict and everything. Yeah, you're the Gandhi of the group. Peacemaker. Yeah, bro. But it was one time. This funny. It was in Nashville. It was me, my brother, and long story short, we was at a, a rooftop. I forgot what bar it even was, but it was at a rooftop bar. And then we're walking around trying to look for one of our other homies who said that he was up there, but the idiot wasn't up there. He was somewhere else. So okay. we're walking around. I have uh, I have my phone. And then I have my brother's phone. And I'm talking to our home, like, bro, you know, I'm like cussing him out. So it's like, bro, where the freak you at? And so as this is happening, in my peripheral, I see this drunk dude, like literally running over people. 
So as he gets closer, I'm like, bro, there's no way he's going to hit me, bro. There's no way. So I'm standing, and I'm not. Bro, you're ugly. That's your boy Jaden right there. That's Jalen? Yeah. So. <laughs> hey. Nah, never mind. So as this is happening, I'm holding, like, like I said, I'm holding both phones. I'm like, oh, I ain't going to let him run over me. Forget that. Bro, he comes through, and he, like, literally steps through me and, like, shoves me. No. Okay. My anger is you can talk as much as you want. It really don't bother me. But when you touch me, bro, like, I, I just get triggered. So when he pushed me, I was like, yo, bro. I was like, I shoved him back. I said, bro, get the fuck up off me, man. When he turns around, he says, fuck you. Pushes me. Like, full on. Shoves. Yeah. Bro, put the phone up. I said, dink, dink, dink. Bro, one, two, three, clapped his ass, bro, in the head. Well, as soon as that happened, bro, my brother, Keelan, like, he he loves fighting. Keelan loves fighting, bro. I believe that. Yeah. Dude litters like scared a watchdog, him. bro. <laughs> yeah. I don't like him when he's drunk. He's scared, bro. <laughs> oh, shoot. I love he him. Literally... <laughs> I love him, but not when he's drunk. <laughs> so he's like a watchdog, bro. As soon as he sees me, like, fighting, Bro didn't hesitate. It's like he started smiling. Dude runs in a full sprint on a blitz, dog. Pits the dude up. Carries him for about, you know, about five, ten yards. Bro, slams him on his table. Like, he finds the closest table, slams him on the table. Yeet! And literally, it's like a movie, bro. Literally drags him off the table into the ground. And, like, he's about to start shit. going. Bro, he starts to, like, he's about to go in on him. Dude, I ground. I said, bro, I said, Q. I said, All the guy did was push you, and Q's <laughs> over here giving him a death sentence. <laughs> this is what I told him, bro. I said, hey, Q. I was like, bro, it's not that serious. I said, we good, bro. I said, look at him. And dude gets up. He's like, like uh, security came, and they're like, hey, you know, what's going on? I said, yeah. I said, look. I said, I ain't going to cap. He pushed me. We beat his ass, and now he's fucking bleeding and grinding. And I was like, if you got to kick us out, I said, I understand. <laughs> like, I know the rules. Like, it's yeah. cool. So he's like, yeah. And he's like, you know, I, according to what, what all we're hearing from everybody else, it wasn't y'all's fault, but, you know, it's a fight, so we still got to kick y'all. I said, it's cool. I understand, man. I said, it's no big at all. And as we're, like, walking, dude gets up. He's like, hey, fuck y'all. Let me go. Let me get their ass. I told Scott, I said, look. I said, I swear to God, if, if y'all don't get me away from this dude, I will fucking kill him. And I was like, if anybody stops me, I will fucking kill y'all. Dead ass serious. Yeah, and as soon as I kick y'all out, I'm sure he didn't. I'm surprised he didn't, like, charge after y'all. I know. And so, so look, this is what they did. Security, he's like, I understand. He's like, look, I'm going to let you guys go first. He's like, we'll wait a minute with him, and then we'll let him go. I said, perfect. Oh. I said, that's cool. That keeps everybody having a good night. I ain't got to go to jail. So... <laughs> That's what they did, bro. And that that's literally the only time I've ever been kicked out of a bar, bro. It was fun. I ain't gonna lie. It was fun. We seen Lucas later that night. I did not know that. Yeah, man. I'd never heard that story. Yes, sir. All right. What we got next? 45. Damn, we only got three more. We've been on here an hour and 20 minutes already. Has it been that long? Yeah, it's 12.07. We started this at like... I thought we like, started at 11. Uh, 
Maybe we did. I don't know. Anyway, moving right along. Number 45. How far are you willing to drive for sex or to take a girl on a date? Okay, so the farthest I've been to take a girl on a date was Knoxville. From Cookville? <laughs> From, uh... Oh, you're right. It's what? Yeah, yeah. It, it was from Cookville. Uh, take her on a date and stuff up there. Uh, Is that the farthest? And then you after that, go? I think I. Like, what if some girl in Orlando's so, like, hey, come see me, drive 12 hours? So, so here's the thing to take a date, yeah. Uh, to drive for sex, still probably yes. Okay. But look, here's my thing. <laughs> okay. Here's my thing. All right. I'm the bucket king, right? Swear to God, look, I'm not so making this up. That's what I see. I will literally travel. I would travel anywhere to go play ball. Yeah, I love playing ball, especially in tournaments and stuff. So what I do, I find a shawty. Like, I be hitting him up. Like, hey, I got to go towards your way to play ball. Shit, uh, we might as well meet up. We finna be in the same location. Two so, bro, that was a few years ago. I, exactly, exactly. A couple years ago, I got invited to play in this uh, basketball tournament in Missouri, in Joplin. And it was only a one-day tournament. So, uh, Joplin is probably eight to ten hours from here. And uh, I'm trying to make, like, you know, a little one, two-day vacation out of it. I'm inviting, you know, Jay and Q. They're like, yeah. you're fucking stupid. You know, you're going to play basketball that far away and everything. I was like, little do y'all know. Oh, and a little something. I had a, had a shawty in Joplin. So, I was mm-hmm. like, I hit her up. I'm like, hey, you going to let me. And see, look, hey, if you're smart, that's how you get free places to stay. I said, hey, why don't you let me stay at your place? I go hoop in this tournament. Ooh, la, la, you know? Little one-day date. I pay for it, you know? You let me stay? I pay for the dinner. No, yeah, bro. Bro, it's a win-win. So, unfortunately, that didn't happen. Uh, The thing got canceled and everything. (laughs) All that to say it didn't happen. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I hated that that story was a waste, but yeah. I know. You got me going. (laughs) I was getting a little excited. (laughs) I know, bro. I know. (laughs) I wish I had more, but yeah, man. Like, listen, especially now, gas is too expensive, bro. I'm not driving past Knoxville or Nashville. Like, that's a good little where I'm at. That's like that's a good range. little radius for me. Yeah, 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 bro. Like, I wouldn't go like to like people ask me from like Johnson City or Chattanooga and stuff. I wouldn't drive that far. What? <laughs> hey, y'all come to me. Why well, ain't coming to you? Bucket King ain't driving. Hmm. <laughs> I feel like you would drive. No, no. Look, hang on. You're not even driving. You would be flying. You got that pilot license now. <laughs> hey, in progress. <laughs> I'm still a long way away from that bitch. So how far would you be Farthest I have gone is here to Knoxville. Okay. My first year back here at Vanderbilt, this girl was texting me on like eight on a Friday night. And I was like, you know what? Let's do it. And I drove to Cool Beans with her. Didn't even hook up. Oh, see, that'd be the worst. 
yeah you talk about getting blue balls i had blue <laughs> balls for like 12 hours bro so i told myself i was like i ain't never doing that again i was like i'm not driving for six unless it's like you know here to brentwood or here like 20 30 minutes outside of nash but for a date for a date it's a little different like there's this chick in knoxville um i think it's pretty cute i'm trying to take her on a date so like i'll gladly go drive three hours yeah. on a friday but like I'm gonna, you know it could advance to something yeah i mean it's got potential to yeah, yeah or if it does um in that case yeah like I'll, I'll drive down there on a friday take her out friday night and then just come home saturday morning or something i don't think that's too bad but three hours from your place yeah from my place to oxville's uh, three hours or we could just fly baby I just fly we get there in like 40 minutes he says <laughs> i just say get on my back baby Get on my back, baby. So these traps are for. <sighs> Dang. Well, you gotta drive through here when you go, so you better holler at your boy. Pick up the bucket king. Pick up the bucket king. Lift me up on the unicorn. Yeah, I'm dude. Back. No, I I know some people who be like paying for girls. It's like. I don't do thing and everything. I'm just like, that's how much juice you're lacking that you gotta pay a whole ass three to five hundred dollars, bro. That's a little to much to get some sex. So you might as well get a prostitute. Oh, I, yeah, like I don't get that, bro. I've told girls, not girls. I'm not that big of a player. I've told a girl before to drive to Nashville for like a weekend. Be like, hey, I'll, I'll spot your gas. Like, here's fifty bucks from or whatever it is from Knoxville and then go back home. And then obviously, you know, you're going to buy dinner and drinks and shit, but to be like, Hey, let me fly you from like, here to there. It's kind of a beta back. <laughs> is that Jalen? Come, Come on. Hey, let me see. That that is. Is. I mean, that's Jay. Yeah. Hey, it's <laughs> man was talking about. <laughs> yeah. What's up, Jay? Yeah. That's wheelchair. Oh, uh, he said, what's up, Jay? <laughs> I did not sound that good. <laughs> what's up, Jay? <laughs> what's up, Jay? <laughs> yeah, I miss his ass. I've not seen Jay in person in much. Dude, honestly, it's like, I only be seeing him all the time, too. Everybody just I mean, spattered we, out. We can't do shit, I guess. The... Thanks, COVID. But uh, still, yeah, I, I miss Jalen's ass. Hmm. All right. Well, All right. before I get on my soapbox crying about how I miss Jalen, we got two questions left here and we'll wrap it up. So number 50, does it bother you if a girl makes more money than you? Hell no, cuz. Shoot. Look, the more, the merrier. If I make money, which I'm probably not because I'm a teacher, then if you make money, then we all make money. Like, that's more things for me, you know? I'm the man of the house. That's exhausting. So I got to take your money. I'm going to put it in my wallet. Hey, it's as simple as that, Macy. right? It's very simple. Is Macy you know? there? No, she's at her house, which oh. is literally 30 feet across the street. Which is walking distance? <laughs> yes. <clears throat> but no, nah, man, like, dude, no, nah, it don't bother me. You know, now, what, what would bother me is 
if my girl had a job and like I didn't, you know, she was making money and I wasn't making yeah, money. Yeah, she's all. busting her balls to exact amount of money and you're just sitting at home. Just been a bomb, bro. Like if, if if you're not taking that duty to be the man of the house, like but like you said, busting your balls and everything, working your ass off to to provide for your family, kids, girl, or whoever, you know, like that that's bothering. That's when there's a problem. Um, but just the fact that your girl making some more money than you, I mean, shoot, you should be cheering her on. Like, that's awesome, you know? Yeah, I think the only thing that would go against that is that some guys would take that as like a personal attack that um, their girl makes more money. That like, I don't know, if, if you're like an old school traditional person, um, yeah. like which I consider myself to be like based on how I was raised, and this is how like I'd like to implement my life. The guy should make more money. Like that's yeah. just how I was raised. I think the, the man should provide for the family. But that's not to say, you know, if my wife is a, a surgeon or a lawyer or some some profession that's paying you can't one hundred fifty plus, like it goes back to our, one of the earlier questions, like if mm-hmm. your girl is a career driven person, like in that instant, yeah. like hell no, I'm gonna cheer her on. Exactly. Like I, I work my ass off already. I'm gonna make good money. If my wife's making more money than that, that just means more traveling, a better lifestyle, a uh, better life for like our kids. Like that, I, that can only enhance your life. But I feel like some guys would take that as an attack. Like you shouldn't be making more money than me. I don't know and why a guy would. I, that, but. I think the reason why you know some guys feel attacked is. There are some girls who kind of hold that over uh, or they flex, you know, hey, I'm making more money than you. You know, my job's better, all this and that. Uh, But guys, you know, sometimes the girls, too. Uh, It's not fair for either thing. Like like I said, you know, if you're going to be in a relationship, like money is like a a, should be like a mutual thing. Uh, Shouldn't be like, well, I'm making more money than you or I have the better job or I have the better the that like you know all that hey i'm proud of you you know i'm glad you're doing the job you want i'm glad you got the job you want like you're making the money that you want to make whether that's a lot or a little you know you're doing something that you love and uh, i feel like if you do that you're straight you know like everything else is kind of relevant yeah i feel like there's no harm in that and yeah there there shouldn't be I, i i don't think it doesn't bother me. I don't, I don't care if my girl's going to make 25K or if she's making 250K, you know. Still going to love her the same. Still going to spoil her the same. Not to get all cheesy, exactly. but. Cool. Glad we agree on that one, too. And our last one, rounding out the bat. Number 53. This one's kind of funny. I like this one. Yeah. <laughs> A girl asked this one, too. Should you lock your dog out of the room when you're having sex? Should you lock a dog out of the room when you're having sex? Take it away, Jay Cotta. Look, I, we, we're going to have different answers on this. I already know we are. Because <laughs> you know I'm a crazy dude, boy. Look, when I have sex, I don't lock no doors. Everybody's invited to watch. Can't join. You can watch, right? It's a show out here. You just got to sign a waiver first, right? 
gotta sign a waiver, protect your eyes sometimes. You never know what you're gonna see. <laughs> Don't know what you're gonna like or not. But hey, nah, look. My thing, I look, I don't I don't like distractions, okay? If somebody with the doors unlocked, if somebody just wants to barge in and be like, hey, I'm not stopping, okay? Like that's not a distraction to me. What's a distraction is you knocking on the damn door and beating my door down. You know, because now now I don't know if it's an emergency or not, you know? Same as the doll. You know, they'd be <laughs> maybe scratching the door and everything, be barking and shit. Like, bro, like, I can't concentrate, bro. Like, let me have my time. I was just with, I are cuddling with you, bro. That should be so, a good thing you know, to take your mind off of it. You know, you're not thinking about it. You last a little longer because you're thinking about yeah. old Scooter scratching at the door. Bro, not me. Hey, I be zoned out. I leave Earth for a little bit because... <laughs> Boom. Focus on the booty. Yeah. <laughs> Looking at the booty, focus on the booty, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, like... Yeah, like Macy's, her, her, her dog, bro, she just be coming on in. Sometimes she be chilling, and sometimes she's just like, okay, it's a little too much, and she just walks out. She ain't um, having it. Okay. Like she ain't having it today. <laughs> How about you know you know Coop? <laughs> you know Coop. I knew we were gonna have different answers. <laughs> Cooper gets oh. a front row seat, baby. He's watching, he's taking notes, he's learning. That boy, I put that kid through so many traumatic nights living in Knoxville. Yeah, I <laughs> I didn't lock him out because I didn't want him scratching at the door. So I, I shit you not what Cooper did, bro. Every single time he had, a, he like established a pattern. So I bring the girl back. We start fooling around, whatever it is. And I had this orange and white bed, like checkerboard bed. And it was yeah. under the fireplace in my room. Cooper would sit on it like this. Just like, I shit you not, like, just like he's in a dog show, just like real proper. He'd sit there and just cock his head while me and insert whoever's seven, name seven. it is. Yeah. And dude, there were countless times where, you know, we'd be going at it and I would look over and he's just like that. And I'd start laughing in the middle of it. And poor girl is probably just like, oh, shit, what am I doing? Or like being all self-conscious. But no, nah, dude, Cooper sat there and watched the whole time. And as soon as we were finished, he would like creep up in the bed and he'd look at me to make sure we were asleep. And then once we were asleep, he'd like burrow his way into the middle of me and the girl. He's just like, no, nah. my time's cut. Yeah, exactly. And I would just sit there and I'd wake up, you know, and Cooper would be smushed right here. And the girl would be on the far side of the bed. Bro. Dolls be like that, and like it, it's so funny to me because look, I've never been like <clears throat> close to any dolls or stuff. Talk out with Macy and her doll, so like I understand what you're saying now. Like, if you would have asked me that like last year, I would be like, It's a bond, yeah, bro. It, it really is. And uh, dude, one night, Macy's doll, I think <laughs> she got like lonely or jealous, bro. We fooling around. Dolly jumps up in there. It's like you said, just jump like in the middle of us. While we're doing it, I'm wow. just like, God. That's the biggest cock block I've ever witnessed in my life, bro. It's like a dog like a furry animal. Yeah. 
Oh, uh, I do love dolls, man. Like, that's awesome. I love it. Yeah, dude, even to this day, like when I lived with my parents, when I uh, when I was <laughs> my first year back from Knoxville, I lived with my parents and um, I mean, I wasn't bringing girls home. I had a girlfriend at the time and same shit, dude. Yeah. My girlfriend would come to visit me and Cooper would sit there just like he did the last two years and <laughs> sit there and cock his head at us. But Oh, that's awesome. That's a good yeah. question. I really like that. That was funny. That was good. Not oh. bad. We got through. Damn, we only got through 11 and it took us an hour and 30 minutes. It was the Vegas. It was the Vegas one today. It was the. Vegas took like sixteen. I, you said it on a, you said it on the last episode. Like the Vegas one should be an episode by itself. <laughs> it really could. Maybe we should have done that, but no, we hit the highlights I, from it. But you know, I'm gonna go in and add some pictures and videos and shit to go along with our stories, just so people that are watching the YouTube channel get like a, an actual glimpse of what was happening. A little visual, uh, yeah, man. Y'all gotta live it. But good shit, man. Well, yeah, episode two, Drew Mall versus the Internet and the bag. We uh, we still got like 45-ish questions. Drew Mall versus the Internet. My echo. Is that the theme song? <laughs> hey, we got to hop on the keys, bro. We got to come up with one, yeah. There you go. Beep, you get, beep, 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 beep. You get your piano. I'll start playing guitar. We'll yeah. Oh, Jamal and Andrew. Where's <laughs> the internet? <laughs> hey, you kind of killed it. I need to go to like bed, bro. I got to get up in yeah, three and a half bro. hours to go. I ain't far. I ain't far behind you, buddy. I'll come pick you up. Please do. We'll land in your backyard at like. Probably five forty-five. You want to find me at school? Shit! By the time we got up in the air, we'd have to come back down. Very true. Just fly over it. It's okay. I'll jump out with Barry. <laughs> just jump out. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh God. Word. All right, but my brother. On that note, yeah, everybody, keep singing your questions. We're gonna have a part three and part four. And then after those two, we'll probably run out of questions. So we'll advertise it again and, and get it going. But until next time. Until next time. I'll at y'all. But Sports Focus, this has been Drew Mall versus the Internet. See you, Drew. See you, boy.